All I ever ask is keep it eight more than 92 with me, 100. We're back. And ready to go for another beautiful podcast with some beautiful people. Welcome everybody to Undertalk. Jordan, what are you sipping on out of that beautiful mug? It's orange. It's Gatorade. Is it? I caught like the the supreme <laughs> color contrast against the uh, the white mug there and I was like, wow, is he drinking Citrus X? Not sponsored, but I could have been this last week. That's uh, <laughs> I should have been rather. That would have been good. Save me some yeah. coin. Alas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got this covered in this. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. F bomb today. Let's go. Enjoy mm. the rip it, Cole. You know what? Uh conversation around Under Thieves is picking up right now. And as we barrel towards the end of the summer split, lots of things are uh up in the air for a lot of teams in the LCS. Yeah. Lighting and capture provided by Elgato. A good team. Thanks, oh, Elgato. yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding us. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, narr- narrative. Here's what we're learning, Cole. Some teams have perma narrative. TSM. Doesn't matter. Could be first, could be last. They're, they're on every everything. We, <laughs> uh, I think we're, it's, it's like two. Second place is our threshold. Once we get second, boom, we're in. We've got the narrative buff. We're uh, we're undeniable now, and it turns out we're not sort of in second place. We're we're squarely in second. We've got a gap between us and the rest of the the pack, and we're nipping on the EG heels. Yeah, we've uh, yeah we've got one game of separation on both sides of us, just vibing in second place. Just and vibing is kind of the way that it looks um, the way we <laughs> played this weekend. But that's right. Here's the thing: um, a lot of people thought that we would maybe fall into a trap this weekend against uh, two teams that are seen as lesser opposition. And uh, I do admit that sometimes, you know, you can see something like that happening. We fortunately cheer for 100 Thieves. We're behind a winning squad. Mm -hmm. And the 2-0 was secured. It wasn't the easiest. It wasn't the easiest, but we... uh, did secure the the flawless weekend, extending the win streak to five, I believe. Is yeah, that correct. Best in the league, flawless in the second round, Robin. Um, Papa Smithy correcting two games ahead of third, so we've got a cushion. Oh wow, we've we got a buffer. Separation. We've got wow, uh, a guardian angel, uh, just getting us out of that first loss, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> just revive the GA back. is in place. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't like a super smooth weekend to borrow Hooney's or <laughs> I did it. Hooney on the brain, Jordan. <laughs> Always <laughs> to borrow Hooney's quote. Mm. Kind of a boring game. Didn't play very clean. I don't think that's a direct quote, but that's the sentiment that he gave in his post-game interview. Um, you know, that's uh that's about how it felt. I'm excited to talk to you about why I think that's the case and why I'm not concerned about that, Cole. Although it does feel like it does feel like the general conversation is catching. I think people are starting to understand that this is not a weekend to look at and assume that the house is on fire and we're so bad that we can 
only barely beat the bottom two teams. Let's put it this way. C9 has uh, gotten away with much worse looking 2-0 weekends. <laughs> we'll, say, <laughs> we'll say that. Yes. This split even. But honestly, like, I don't know. I had, I had slightly different vibes between the two games. I don't think we're going to spend a whole lot of time, especially not about Dignitas. I don't think we'll talk much about that one. But, you know, my tweet basically from, from that game after taking it in was, like, I really wanted to complain about pace mm-hmm. because we were sitting there. I don't know how long the game ended up going. It was like 32 minutes or something. But it felt like we had been sitting on a lead with a, you know, not so good opponent and we didn't push to end it. But at the same time, I just, there's some weird part of me that just felt like we absolutely knew that we were superior and that we were going to win that game and that we weren't going to take any significant risks on the way to getting there. Yeah. And I admire that. I actually admire that because it felt like we didn't need to slam these guys to show that we're better. It's just like, Hey, we know we're going to win. So let's just (laughs) let the game progress. Let it come to you. You know, you talk about like letting the game come to you instead of, like making things happen. That's what it felt like we were doing this. It, we had like a, a weird level of confidence to us despite not playing super clean. Yeah. You know, we had a couple of weird moments in this game. Um, I remember an FBI death out of nowhere that was in particular super weird. Um, but it just, I never felt like, uh oh, we're in trouble here. Solid gold lead most of the time. Uh, like I said, not taking any kind of coin flippy situations. Yeah. We were just better and we played like it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've, I've heard you in the past talk about how, look, when you're, when you're up, when you're one of the top teams, you know, number one, number two, the only thing you have to gain from a game like this is an absolute blowout stomp, devastating loss for the other team. Like that's the only way it's, that's the only statement you can make. We're so much better. Um, but I kind I kind of feel like what's the point? Th- this is what the <laughs> team has has earned through demonstrating that they they can and will show up to play EG and beat EG. Right? It helps that the proximity of the EG game is so close. Um, yeah, like we don't need to prove that we can beat Dignitas because we just proved that we can beat EG, and no one else, you know, has has done that lately. Um, only one other team has split. I don't see. I think they're X and two is the record. Yeah, I think so. Um, I can't remember who that team is, but that's okay. The um, it's probably like TSM. It was probably that. Seriously, <laughs> uh, but look, we don't need to prove that we can do that. And so, why over prepare for a Dignitas team? My my dream scenario, Cole, is that we took the last week and we talked about Dignitas maybe once or twice. Maybe like said the name once or twice. Like, who are we playing on Saturday again? Dignitas. Dignitas. And then, and we spent the rest of the time that we'd normally spend preparing for the Saturday game, just, you know, doing general playoff prep, like doing a draft session, like how do we, like, let's do a best of mock, like spend that time elsewhere and look okay against the toss and collect the dub and move on. Um, We're not the team that needs to maintain that we are unbeatable. Uh, We're not the team that needs to prove that we actually do belong, even though we keep losing against all the other best teams, but trust us, we're really in the top three. 
Uh, <laughs> that's not where we're at. So I'm personally not at all concerned about the fact that this was not like the 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 worst loss in Dig franchise history. You know, that's <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> what do you make about the people who were saying that since they had, you know, new like roster move players in that we should have like smashed them harder? My like, do you like? Look, there's obviously there is something to like. Oh, like this team has a new jungler. It has this team has a new top. Like, why would they be good? Yeah, there is something to say for that. Sure, right? For sure. There's also something to say for the the uh, off mentioned, um, like new team buff, like bringing out the new team. Nobody knows what to expect from these five players playing together, and it's a little bit hard to prepare as a result. I mean. We've Here seen comes that. the solo game. We've seen that <laughs> time and time again. I got my top laner in before you got yours in this this uh, podcast, Cole. So I think I win that one. But yeah. well done yeah. on the solo reference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I do do exactly. So you know, there there are many times that a new squad with some amateur talent, or not amateur, but even academy talent, has come in and has performed really well. Um, instinct, right? the pen and kill especially if you your team doesn't have any like how are they going to play what research do you have on them right you know probably not a lot so look i'm not saying this is a massive thing i'm not i'm not saying like this oh this is a major consideration when predicting whether or not hoon can you know triumph over someday right yeah i'm just saying like you know sometimes it's a little weird and, you know, it gets weirder when you play against picks like Hecarim, right? Never yeah. know yeah. when Hecarim is going to make a huge difference. XU being a v- extremely aggressive jungler also that we've seen. Yep. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It has potential. And that's, I think, that was another facet of the game where I was actually kind of satisfied with the way we played it because we had picks in Hecarim and Zeri that have a tendency to go a little crazy, you know? You don't know what you're going to get out of those picks. I felt like in the past we've struggled even against Hecarim, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. They handled it well. They like, again, didn't overreact to anything. They controlled the situation. You know, you you kind of like mitigate any risk that you, that you are seeing and you just win the game. Yep. Now, we probably should talk about the top lane match yeah, because it was, it was an interesting one. Um, in fact, let's start by playing our new game, mm-hmm. our, our new game called, should we play it? <laughs> Where we, we talk about a pick and we opine on whether that pick goes into our, uh, into our arsenal or not. Uh, top Silas Jordan, should we play it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have full confidence in some days Silas. I like this pick because it can it's a flex. It's truly a flex for us. It can be played as a flex. Um, Abadaga and Someday are both comfortable on this champ. And I think it, it has a meaningful strategic role to play for us. I love Silas, the champion. I think he's, he's a, just a super cool champ, um, well-designed. I'm sure some people hate him for the exact same reason I like him. Um, <laughs> but... What it does is if you have a team that's coming together and they have just dream ultimates across the board, it's like, well, I guess we got no choice. So the, <laughs> the fact that you can both draft it, you know, so long as it's meta, which 
I feel like it's it was pretty hard nerfed out of the meta for a while there, but it's it, it seems reasonable and back now. It's just great to have. So I love the fact that we can play it in two lanes. Yes, we should play it. Really interesting. I think I think I actually don't want us to play it mm, at all. But or just top. Just top. Okay. Uh well though to, to be honest, I think have we not had a historically great Abadaga Silas games? He had one good one and one stinker, I think. <laughs> I uh, exactly. But but e- either way, it's like I want people to be afraid that we'll play it, but I'm not necessarily wanting us to play it. Uh, I know that's weird because he obviously popped off in this game, mm-hmm. um, despite have you know being in uh, melee versus ranged lane matchup and CS wise getting beat pretty bad by Hoon. You know, Hoon was 0 and 6 <laughs> and someday was 6 and 1. And yeah. the one kill, the one death from him defending the Baron pit or pretending to at least, it was kind of <laughs> weird. It yeah. felt like, felt like he took one too many ultimates that he wasn't expecting oh, or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if it was an ult, but he, he died a little bit quicker than I think he was expecting to. Yep. So who cares? But like, you know, he, he had a, he had a, a good game. He was our, probably our strongest player in that game fbi maybe up in that contention yeah as well but i for what for whatever reason it's like yeah i want people to be guarding against it mm-hmm. not sure i 100 percent love it you got to play but at least i'm not gonna i'm not gonna come i'm not gonna make a decision yet okay well i think you've kind of made a decision if you want people to be afraid of it you have to show that you can play it mm-hmm. which by definition means you're playing it yeah well check (laughs) let's let's do some of the other picks i don't know uh, um i don't think it was bad i don't think it was bad i'm just not sure i love it yeah fair enough fair enough you're not sold overall on this you're not you're not dreading but i'm not i'm not look i'm not out on it i'm just not all the way in on it yet you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do my own research on the internet before committing to buying that's right that's right okay here's one (laughs) just wanted to put that out there yep uh, but there's one. F- <laughs> I love that. Okay. Uh, this, was this our first Sivir game for FBI? Uh, I couldn't tell you for sure if it was, or the was first, it our but second? It, it sure feels like the first one we've. Maybe it's the, the second split, the since split. the the mini rework. I want to say second. Um, give me a I'll second. Give him his, I'll I tell you. you. Look. Yeah, it was his first. Oh wow. First of this split, I mean. Chat, so, at the same time saying, it's our second. So, we're split. We're split on that. I mean, according to gameoflegends.gg, it's his second. <laughs> Wait, second? I'm sorry. T- this was his first. Okay. Toss was we'll his just first. say it's his Immortals first. was his second. Oh. Sorry. That might, that might be what I was thinking of, is the first and second times we saw it this right, weekend. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, liked it though yeah i really liked it it's interesting q, q damage from a little bit of range seems like fbi's thing yeah it's i gotta be honest i don't think of it as a super fbi champ i mean um like the, when you think about the things that make Sivir crazy you know insane wave clear late game scaling super you know it, unbelievable dps at the end of the game you know, he can he can use it's got a utility alt that really benefits like the whole team. I mean, those aren't in my mind the things that are FBI's trademark. But turns out the boy can play a hyper carry as well. You know, like we obviously knew that. 
But yeah. in these games, it's, it, it really felt like he was the reason we couldn't lose these games. Even if some goofy <laughs> stuff happened, like nobody ever did anything to try to slow him down at all. Um, and so by the end of the game, he was truly an unstoppable force. And it like they were just melting. It was not even. And that, you know, that's that's kind of a a beautiful thing because he is so good at playing aggressive um, ads who who need like the perfect positioning in a team fight. Um, you know, he's he's great at that. It almost feels to me like this is easy mode for him, where it's like I'm just gonna kind of kick back. I got a lot of scaling ahead of me, and then I'm gonna show up and just take a decent position. Even a decent position will do. And these team fights at the end of the game, and everybody melts, and that's the end of the game. Yeah, it felt like the the insurance card, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, we got to the end of the game, and there's no there's no way that the, the team could win a team fight against his Sivir. And a cool 403 CS at the end of the game, by the way. Yeah, not bad, not bad. That's quite a bit. That's quite a bit. <laughs> It'll do. Probably all like, um, you know six whole turrets of solo gold as well. You know, like I'm not yeah. trying to actually crack that, but. Always nice when we we have a meta pick that uh, goes well for us, right? So I'm I'm all in on that. If we're playing, should we play it with bot Sivir? My answer is for sure. Yep. Um, anything else that you wanted to talk about from this game? Like I I think overall, it's it's similar to how I feel about the Immortals game, but the Immortals game is more nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some more nuance to that one. Yeah. No, I, I mean. Yeah. I think we've hit on the two most interesting things about this game. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Immortals. Immortals is like one of those teams where everybody is kind of suspected that they're getting good mm-hmm. and the results haven't really been there yet. And I felt like so much of this has been dependent on Kenby and Kenby seems to be getting a lot more comfortable as of late. Yep. And as a result, you're seeing some sick plays out of him and he's looking like a difference maker for them. Um, Revenge had his cute Aatrox game. That was fun. But really, I think it's like Kenvy, and and they are coming online slowly. So this is like, this is almost like a reverse trap game because it, it traps people into thinking they're a bad team. Right, <laughs> right. They're not, and and they're 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 definitely like bubbling up. It's complicated though because we also played our most mistake-prone <laughs> weird game since since we like got back on track from the first couple weeks, right? I would say the whole split. It felt like to me. You think so? Like nobody had their brain turned on all the way for this game. It was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So it was like a combination of two things. One that team that's that looks bad but they're actually maybe kind of good we'll see yeah and then we definitely had uh some sloppiness and i don't think we should gloss over the sloppiness for sure now yeah let me let me go over some of the mistakes because i like there's enough of them that you know it paints a picture right mm-hmm. um early on we had like an attempted roam up to top from abadaga and huhi do you remember this? And guess what? IMT had four mm-hmm. to our three. Yep. And Abba kind of danced around, ended up giving over a kill, and then Huhi, I think, got caught on the way out as well. Yep. Some daddy survived because he's some daddy and he always does, but 
uh, yeah. So we just kind of donated two kills and we erased like an 1100 gold lead. <laughs> yeah. Through most of this, okay. we kept the gold lead, by the way. At least a yeah, little bit. Right. Well, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. um, but we basically neutralized it, right? Uh, then we had like two or three kind of, we'll call them like half engages from Abadaga's Talia ults. Yeah, yeah. It was like, kind of felt like we were going for it and he would like, he would divide up the team and then no one was really helping him and maybe he was a little too far away, like he hopped off the wall a little early or something. Just not really ready to to fully commit to those engages. We had who he whisk uh, whiff a cask. Mm. Well, not really a whiff. It just it was too early around around Dragon Pit. He tossed out a cask like too early. Yeah, the dragon wasn't like at a time where they could smite and, and close it out, and people weren't close enough to follow up and fight, and it was weird. Maybe it had to do with POE and Swain, you know, because it's like if the, t- the team knows that if they walk into that area, contested area, and Swain like flashes in and ults, you know, things could get dicey. But regardless, toss out a cask and absolutely nothing happens as a result. <laughs> yeah. uh, Abadaga looked for a pick uh, around mid, like just north of the lane. He landed a seismic shove on Ignar and all five Immortals <laughs> players were in the area. <laughs> Surprise. And we had like maybe a couple that were too far away to fight, but you know, kind of in the vicinity or whatever. Uh, that was bad, you know? Um, and then who he down mid lane when he was retreating away did not flash the Ignar hook. Yeah. And that one, that one I thought, I was trying to I was trying to decide if I was stupid or not because on the one hand, I definitely saw that coming. When he ducked kind of like up to go into the jungle but then came back in the lane, I was like, okay, you just gave him the perfect angle for the hook. You're going to have to flash this now. And then he didn't flash it and he died. And I was thinking like maybe he's trying to hold the flash for like a, a flash body slam play when they have to fight around the next objective or something, but that didn't happen, so I'm not really... <laughs> That is, I don't know. I had that thought too. I was like, yeah, it was actually kind of a weird moment where I was like, uh, all right, you have either you're dead and you have, you know, it's basically a 40 second cooldown or you flash and you have a five minute cooldown. Like, yeah, to a certain degree, I can see the logic in just eating the death. Um, that's a charitable view. And I, I still feel like, I don't know. If, I don't really know if that's, if you're going to successfully argue that, but I did have that thought too. Again, shorter cooldown on the well. It was weird, right? It was at the very least, it was weird. Um, and then as you pointed out, throughout all those mistakes, the one thing is we never really gave over the gold lead. No, wasn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like, yeah, we're messing up, but we are slapping hard enough that (laughs) it doesn't really matter that we're messing up. It's so goofy. It matters, but like it, there weren't too many consequences. Uh, someday was was like slapping revenge in lane. Uh, I don't even really know where else the gold was coming. From. <laughs> yeah, I think turrets. We had a, a big tur- turret. Just lead. turrets is all or something. But we, you know, we just held. We held even. Like when we made big mistakes, it went to even, and then we yeah. would gain another twelve hundred gold lead, and then 
you know, go back to even or whatever. So hand it back. There, there was this weird like through line of the game where we're still better. We're still just better. Yeah. And we're, we're having this frustrating game where like everybody's making mistakes and yet we're still in the lead and we're still in position. Yeah. Now that it's almost like that's a desirable outcome at some point towards the end of the split. You want to have a game where you're in the trenches and things are going poorly mm-hmm. and you're still pulling out the win because it's like, look, we're not at our best, but we're going to survive this. And then it gives you this confidence to win if things are going wrong, like in a best of five, like game one, best of five, you don't necessarily just sack it up and wait for game two. It's like, no, no, no. We've been here before. We can fight and see what happens. You know, you want, you want to have that resilience. This team has been together so long with each other. I think they know it by this point that they don't have to worry about things like that. Yeah. The thing I don't get about this game is we made so many mistakes. You went through the list and that was just that was some that was a sampling that was not even exhaustive yeah we've we've lost other games after one mistake you know it's like yeah what is going on here um (laughs) i don't don't know if this is immortals commentary or what but it just felt so different that we kept having more chances to be in the game i don't know um i i guess i can't i get pinpoint what that's about but it, it just felt so different um for many games where you know it doesn't take much to tip a game uh out of your reach and for whatever reason we just kept on staying in this game and then yeah. it was just over i think it helps to flip the perspective right like think of this game from immortals side from their point of view it's like you see this team that make a few decisions that kind of could be classified as inting, right? It's like, okay, they made some really bad mistakes. We're getting a really good game out of our jungler. Getting a pretty solid game out of our mid laner. Uh, things are going about as well as they could against this top team, and we are still just losing. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's the, when you think about it in those terms, it's like, oh, yeah, maybe that wasn't such a bad game. Now, I just want to be clear. I am not, not, not defending the mistakes. They were plentiful and bad. Yeah. And we got through them. And I, I would be shocked if that happens again. Mm -hmm. I think it was just kind of a, a more loose week, right? Of League of Legends. So zooming back out to like the story of this game, you have a team who makes a bunch of actual mistakes surviving confidently (laughs) against a team who's kind of playing, hitting above their weight and who might be kind of good now. And then when the opportunity comes to end the game, you easily end the game, right? It's like, okay, here's our opportunity. Boom. The game is over. It was over so fast. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good counterpoint because maybe you could almost look at it as, Immortals made a mistake and then the game was over, which is exactly yeah. what didn't happen to us. Right. We made like eight mistakes <laughs> and we were okay. Immortals <laughs> made one mistake and we ended the game. Yeah. That's a good punish. Mm-hmm. That's a good punish. And again, like I, I know that they're not the best team, but they're also, they're a little better than they seem. So, and they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they only barely didn't beat evil geniuses the day before. 
Exactly. Okay, that's where I was going to go next. So, yeah, it's like, think EG really had to, like, struggle to pull that one out against them. Yeah. Okay? EG, number one team in the league. And it didn't, I mean, I didn't watch super close. But to me, it didn't seem like EG was, like, totally trolling that game or whatever. It seemed like they were kind of getting beat by Immortals. So... Back-to-back, Immortals has these performances. It's like, yeah, maybe they're okay. And still, despite the mistakes, we still hold the gold leads. We still have the opportunity to win the game and seize it and don't waste it. This is a good outcome. I agree. Yeah. So I don't think we need to be driven about the Immortals game is all I'm saying. This was, you know, this weekend was predicted by some people to be a one-in-one weekend. Because, because, quote, you know 100 Thieves is going to lose one in the stretch, right? <laughs> and it didn't happen, despite the conditions for that happening being, like, close to perfect, you know? So, that's why I'm not tripping about this game. Yep. That being said, Jordan, mid to Leah, should we play it? <laughs> the most important question of all. Uh, no, I'm not convinced that this is... Look, I know that this is a highly meta pick. I know that everybody's playing it, and so of course we should play it. Um, I didn't see us using it in the ways that make it a, a mainstay in the meta, though. Like it felt like the the walls all sort of fizzled in team fights. Um, like never really had a dev- maybe once or twice, right? But like for the majority of the time, didn't really have a devastating impact that they can. Um, I don't believe he used them extensively to impact the side lanes again didn't you know I, I could be missing one or two of these but i guess i just never had the impression from this champ that it was oh so busted very clearly like he ended oh two and six right and i know that there are many other examples of talia having a, a much more dominant scoreline than that so it just didn't really feel like uh, it was that game breaking champ that it often can be um now, that being said, I think any champ that is so squarely in the meta is worth a continued look. But after this game, if I had to make my call, should we play Talia? No, this game did not convince me that we are um, a team that's going to be much better if we can get our hands on it. I want one more game. Give me one more game. Yeah. Let's see it. Sometimes Abadaga just needs a second game on the champ. Yeah. You know? For sure. Sometimes Farmer. he just needs it. And I have seen it be so incredibly powerful um enough that i'm willing to be like yeah we sh-. so it's like should we play it i don't know should we be playing it yes does that make sense <laughs> yeah i mean it's going. like theoretically yeah we should be playing right. this thing so i th- i think he should earn another uh chance on the champ before playoffs so we can decide whether to keep it around of course they'll you know maybe they'll just nerf it all to narnia when playoff patch rolls around and it did win us the game so like that's that is a a positive note for it. It <laughs> single-handedly there's, just there's a, a some check in the pro column <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yeah, but you know he's had a lot of great games lately, and if those champs are open, I don't know that I would deprioritize those champs to get his hands on Talia, unless to your point, it's to get another rep on it in a game that doesn't have season-ending implications. Yeah. Well, I think. um I think we can take this point to kind of move on to 
to talk in general about some things we're feeling about the team. I do want to start this section by saying I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong about the dragons and objective bounties because it seemed a lot during this weekend like we were really going for them regardless of the situation. Real, I got the opposite impression. This is interesting. It's if you are making a decision to not take the drag, you don't show up for the fight. <laughs> and we kept showing up for the fight, you know. And and we would fish for an opportunity, and then we would have to give it up. How how I don't know. When you say show up, to what degree were we showing up? Was it like we're all five? It's here? like people recalling, and you send four there. Okay. You know. And that's- yeah. It's kind of like not just like a somebody. Fishing it's kind of like gear. they wanted it. We, I think we, there was a smite steal from uh, was it Dignitas? Yeah, maybe it was. Maybe right. it was Immortals. One of the two games. I'm pretty sure there's a smite steal and an early dragon away from us. You know, it kind of seemed like we wanted those dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. So maybe this whole thing was just you know, kind of retroactive excuse making. They they gotta give the impression call that they're invested, so that teams still. It's look, if you know 100 Thieves never plays Dragon, you just solo it with your jungler all the time. Mm, gamesmanship. There you go. Is the explanation. There you go. If that's not if not if that's not the biggest fanboy <laughs> way of looking at this, I'm not sure how we could possibly do it anymore. <laughs> anyway, I I think maybe I was wrong. I just want to put that out there. I'm not convinced yet. Um I mean, look. There is a strategic decision to make around Dragon. It is entirely possible that the team is deprioritizing it in some way. Now, where that means they they show no interest fully, just don't forget that there are dragons on the rift until the third dragon spawns. I mean, it's very different. And I think that's a bad strategy. I mean, the way it feels to me after watching a couple more games is we are opportunistic with it. If it's available, we'll take it. Although I swear there was one point where we got, we had lane prio, we had jungler in the area, and we didn't take it. It was the Cloud Drake in whatever game Cloud Drake was first. Maybe Mortals. And we just left it. And I, you know, I feel like there's something to that too, where I know that teams will do this, where they, they will intentionally leave a dragon on the table if they are not viewing that as either like a win condition for them or whatever, just because it delays a potential comeback win, win condition for a losing team, right? If, you, if you're not keeping the dragons rolling, it's going to take that much longer. And eventually you just beat them before soul point is even on the table. So I don't know. I'm not fully convinced yet that it's not something we're doing a little bit more intentionally in the same way that some teams really emphasize Rift Herald and the other, and other teams don't. Um, I think it could be a thing still. Foolish, by the way, get those towers down, <laughs> get those dang towers. down. <laughs> who was it? Is it Dignitas who would <laughs> like they could set their clock to it, you know, like, you know, eight minutes yeah, rolls the old, around. Old Dignitas, and, yeah, yeah. I feel like they've had some changes to Rift Herald since then, but uh, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun meta. There's just like every game, you know. Oops. Yeah, it's like all right, free, well, but free lane at time. the same time, the game has kind of moved <laughs> into like you know exactly when the fights are all the time. You know, it's like you're just everybody's just vibing until the objective fight. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of weird right now. The game's kind of in a weird spot. Unless you're anyway. us against mortals. And you just get randomly caught in any number of places. I didn't bring this up with the mistakes. I felt like every time we got picked, we had all sums up and we didn't ult. I think they had just enough chain CC 
that it's like you get hit by one thing and it's over. Yeah. It's like, well, all right. First link in the chain. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, I wanted to bring up an Emily Rand quote, a point she made. Okay. I'm about the team. And this was on the JLXP that came out today. And she said she remembered having conversations with the team uh, last year during the rough, the quote rough stretch. Right. Uh, and she said something to the effect of this is not a direct quote, but something to the effect of last year when the team was struggling, they seemed worried, but it's not like that this year. It was like, it, it seemed like a little more panicky, I guess a little like, what do we do? And this year there isn't that worry apparently among the guys, at least not outwardly. So I'm kind of surprised to hear that there was that worry last split. Cause it didn't, it just didn't feel like they were that bothered. <laughs> um, but you know, that's pretty explicit. You, you, you know, that's not hiding it at all. If, if those are the conversations she's having and she's able to report on that, um, good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If you like, I don't know if you are that confident to where, you know, like when you play poorly, you're still going to win. And even if you don't, it's like the next one will be fine. That is the vibe of the team that we've always wanted to have. Right. And this is one of the things that we pointed out. That's been different with this roster since we figured out that we could win. It was like, there's no panic. There's not, it's not the same, like, uh, say against like some of the LA thieves, you know, matches where it's like, honestly, I have no idea how we're going to salvage this, which by the way, they did in all credit to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they won a major in a big way, but you know what I mean? It's, it, there's this sense of like, well, I'm not sure what the problem is or how to fix it. Yep. And that's not what you, <laughs> what you want to have with the team. So I think I take this as a, a very good sign, especially like going into the last couple of weeks of the split where you have some leeway to kind of like do a couple last experiments, right? Yeah. Like have a couple of silly games. Yeah. Well, and so, you know, even the silly games, I feel like we're getting, we're getting value out of like, you could look at the immortals game and say it was silly because it's a, a comp we've not played before. Um, but if that's, I mean, like chat's constantly bringing this up. Like we're just, we're limit testing. We're we're trying things for playoffs. Like, yeah, it's all good. I mean, that's look. This is what you earn when you get to this point. It's you 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 have a cushion. You got room to breathe and try things, and you're not risking your entire season and worlds when you do. That's great. That's the the ideal place to be. It's not just scrims now where you have to try stuff and then try to divine if that scrim outcome means you're <laughs> actually good at it. Or if it just means the other guy is, you know, goofballing and that's like, it's like the thing they said about solo. You catch that or there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they did not mince words about that. Like again, more JLXP, which this is just the JLXP reaction podcast now. <laughs> was that? I thought it was on the But broadcast. he was talking about, I, I think he was both honestly, okay. but okay. In, in JLXP, he was mentioning, he was like, he's actually bad. He's, he's bad in scripts. <laughs> Like you do not get high quality script yeah. because he's bad. Yeah. 
He plays but the stage full one. aggro all the time. So anyway, that's uh yeah, that's a good thing. Um yeah. I I liked another point they brought up this week. Continue the reaction pod. But it was Emily's well. Look, she she made a great point here. And this is the piece that's been missing on the narrative. She actually connected this team to RNG and was careful to not mm-hmm. say that like she wasn't she wasn't drawing a direct comparison here, but she was saying that there are similarities in how RNG would handle stuff. It's just they would take breaks and they would give people rest and they wouldn't go 100% every week all the time because they had a better sense that this thing is a long game. And I think this is important that there were players on that team who had a mature enough understanding of the game that they like their ability to play wasn't based solely on reps and, and like meta read, right? Like, if you don't have a hundred games on this champ in this patch, you're useless. It's much more like, yeah, someday could probably play that. You have to someday, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, it it was nice, and and one of the maybe the only times you'll hear someone kind of say that's okay for an LCS team. Yeah, though she wasn't explicitly doing that, but it was you know it's kind of like at least making that connection. Yes. Um. So I think we, I think maybe we've, yes, maybe we've earned it to not freak out about things a little bit. Maybe, maybe this is the split where that's finally turned for now for the time being. And so we shouldn't. So I want to use, um, a, a couple listener takes to kind of segue into the next point of conversation. Yeah. And this, this one will be an interesting one. Uh, and it's of course talking about, uh, someday and the respect level that he's getting, uh, when it comes to player of the game and MVP and like all that stuff, right? So, couple couple of uh, questions here, or or I guess a take and a question. James R. Mullaney said, "Someday leads the league in Rob Player of the Weeks," <laughs> which is funny. And it's exhausting seeing the man tied for most player of the games and in second in the league standings get. Uh, ripped, I think is what he was saying. I think there's a typo. So there's that. Okay. Yep. And then Nameless also asked, is someday the most disrespected LCS pro of all time? <laughs> yes. That's great. So, so here's, let, if you don't mind, Jordan, I want to yep. say a little bit about this. Please. The player of the week award is yeah. usually a narrative driven award. It's kind of for funsies. It's kind of feel good. And it, and it also takes into account how good the player is. Yeah. <laughs> it's not solely based on how good the player's weekend is. Now, we learned this very, uh, very poignantly when earlier on in the split, on Sunday's birthday, <laughs> he had like <laughs> awesome pop-off games and then Inspired got it. Yeah. Inspired got play of the week because Inspired played some doo doo teams <laughs> and and looked good. Yeah. And I feel like that was that was like a legitimate robbery. Yeah. I was I was upset. I could see the argument for Inspired that week. I remember like being like, okay, I get it, but at the same time, that should have been some daddy's award. This week. I, I saw a lot of people in my mentions and talking about stuff like really trying to push this that someday should have gotten it. And I do not agree for this week. Ooh. 
that it went to the wrong player. I do think Berserker should have gotten it. There we go. Someday had an awesome Silas game, and he uh, he did pretty well against Immortals. We were playing very weak competition, and Berserker had like a pinnacle and <laughs> looked incredible, had insane plays on both sides. So I know a lot of you want me to say that someday got robbed this week. And while I would say he got robbed earlier this week, earlier this split against Inspired, this week I cannot agree with that. Okay. That's big of you. Do you have any counter, <laughs> counter to that or do you, are I, you in agreement? I certainly have no counter. Um, I'm, I'm happy to share my opinion on the most disrespected player. Yeah, go you. Why don't you take that? All right. Yes. The answer is yes. Let me let me just break this down. <laughs> just a second. I think we should we should caveat this by saying since 2018, since that's sure we don't we don't have the knowledge about before that. Yeah, I don't have direct knowledge, but I've, I've word of mouth. He he's been performing at an incredibly high level for basically 3.9 years of the last four. Like he's always in the top three probably top two, if you're being honest, uh, of the league. There was that one stretch where he slumped. He slumped one time in four years. And we were all like, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. And then he comes back <laughs> with a vengeance and demonstrates that he's still capable of playing at exactly the same or higher level. Do you remember when he was just carrying us through some very dark time? And there's that one meme of like the soldier kneeling with his arms out with all the arrows and stuff in his back, like in front of the person sleeping on the bed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. And look, I, I think I, I am a someday fan. I'll grant that to my opinion. That's an important a footnote to my, my uh, take. I want to give props to Kobe. Because he's the only person on the broadcast. Everyone else is always like, you know, I'm just not sure about someday. I don't know if he's got it anymore. And Kobe's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He is so good. And he would routinely go to bat for someday. And, and just on, like, in the middle of a game, he would, like, break, you could, like, he'd break out his notepad and be like, here's his stats. Here's what he's done. He is solo winning them most games. He is so good. And, uh... And so that's what gives me confidence that it's not just me liking someday because he's someday. I think he's genuinely been very good. And it's, I think it's just so easy to lose sight of good players or great players who are on teams that are underperforming. It's so easy to do. And I think you don't need to look further than this split where we were fourth, then third. And it wasn't until we hit second and separated ourselves from the pack that I was like, you know, I, I do think this team's pretty good. I think they're pretty good and they're not as boring as I thought they were. You know, it's like it takes that and then people are like, and that's someday. Turns out he's still got it. It's like he had it. He's never lost it. He's had it the whole time. He is the most disrespected. Yes. So, so this is the thing because <clears throat> I, I see Papa Smithy in chat was saying he, it's worth noting he was voted second best LCS top of all time this week. <laughs> So perhaps the disrespect is a little read into, in my opinion. So here's the thing about that. Uh, Jordan and I grew up in a town that had maybe the best like water in the country, right? <laughs> the tap water in that 
place is so incredible. It's like drinking from a fresh mountain spring. Only you're in the middle of Illinois. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and you, while you're there, you do not care at all about it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just there. You just take it for granted. Then <laughs> when you don't have it anymore, <laughs> you will realize very keenly yeah. that things are different. And I think like it takes, yes, he got the second best LCS top of all time this week, which is deserved by the way. Like I, uh, you know, obviously I don't, I can't take it back to like the direst days to tell you, you know, where the, where some of those guys should fall or whatever. But um, yes, there were like, I don't know if that was a vote or if it was like two or three people making those decisions or whatever. I don't know. He got his due in that. But when it comes to the day to day, week to week, kind of like in the moment, no one appreciates him for what it is. You have to zoom out and see the big picture. And uh, yes. So I'm not sure he's the most disrespected of all time. All that's to say, I'm not sure he's the most disrespected all the time. But I do know that <laughs> there is a, uh, it's hard for him to get credit on a on a small time scale you know so i will say that yep uh he's tied first for player of games yeah yes that's voted for casters and broadcast team and they do have to pick someone from the winning team to be there so he's picked out of what is probably realistically going to be two options every time you know so i'm just saying it's it's a little it's a little bit disrespectful. Now, wait, has he never gotten player of the week? This split, uh, no, not this split. He he hasn't been player of the week. This split. Uh, who is there a top laner playing better than him right now? I don't. So, I mean, no. Who would it be? Not Bwipo. Not Fudge. Bwipo. Not Revenge. Nope. Fudge, no, it's it's he, him or Impact, and I think he's been more Dude, bro. impactful than Impact. Yeah. And right? not not to have recency be the full measure of the thing, but Impact did go one and eight. You know, like oh, that's a that's a rough game. Uh, that's got to reflect in the voting somehow. I th- so I think we have we have a uh, an opportunity then to see if he's going to get first team all lcs if he doesn't he's not getting mvp no of course not there's no chance he's getting mvp but i think we'll get to see it if he gets first team all cs all lcs cool deserved due yeah but we shall see if that happens or if it's just everybody votes eg players like you know in the cloud nine days here's i'll I'll just say this one last piece i think everyone loves someday he's an incredibly likable guy i don't i've I cannot think of a time that people have talked negatively about someday. Um, you know, maybe when he was slumping, you'd hear some things. No one dislikes him. I think that people forget how good he is sometimes. I do. Yeah. Well, he's been very good for a very long time. He's been doing plays like, you know, that all in from uh Hoon under turret where he just didn't have enough. <laughs> I, I think of that's like the signature style yeah. of of someday play. Like if LeBron's signature plays a block off the backboard. Yeah. Then some days is like surviving somebody turret diving him with like four HP, you know? All right. 
There's a someday conversation. A lot of people wanted us to do that, so I just wanted to oblige. We don't talk about someday enough. We ought to do it more often. There we go. That was fun. Okay, uh, so let's go to some of the other takes or questions. Uh, Jordan, there is a take from a new listener called JC101. I haven't heard of him. I don't know if you're familiar with (laughs) (laughs) JC101. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of okay. Course. Come on. Okay. Our, our, uh, is JC 101 the most overlooked <laughs> taker of all the hundred talkers? Yes. And the host should be disgusted with themselves. Next take. Okay. He says red pepper flakes take. I like seeing the different style team comps. Even if we don't play them fully to their strengths, it shows that we're looking for new ways to be unpredictable in a best of five. Look, did we play? new styles or new comps this week in your opinion and if so do you agree with his uh his appreciation for their purpose yes we did uh i think definitionally that is the case not sure that you could argue against that uh so yes and yes look if you want to have me heap praise upon you just make this take in some form each week (laughs) uh i think it's it's a great (laughs) It's a it's a great point. I I'm, I'm not going to claim credit for having thought of it or sh- shown a light on it the first time. Um, I recognize this is not like the most analytically advanced take of all time, but I think it's a great thing to remember that when we do stuff like this, it's not because we think that this is what's going to allow us to gigastomp dig or immortals. It's because we want to do some we want to get some time in the lab, uh, the lab being stage. All right. Um, Bamatide 88 asks, what champs would you still like us to, to see us play besides Yone? Hmm. Um, this would require me to have a really good read on the meta, which I'm unfortunately not able to say I have. Um, I mean, I, I think, good. I was going to say, I have an answer actually to oh, this. Oh, well, please, let's hear it. I very much enjoyed the chime bard oh and i really would like to see us play that i'm not i'm not sure it's like you know gonna be yeah one more tool in the tool belt to (laughs) to win all these best of fives but i really liked it he got a lot he landed so many of those ults in very interesting times and ways like i you know yeah always like me some some bard ults he's kind of like uh He's like Darkhuth though, right? Like he he is Darkhuth level of bard good, I think. So possibly. That was not a situation. I know Chime Chime is known for it. I picked this up from the cast. I didn't know this about Chime. That's like the champ he's known for. So um I think when you're that good at a champ, you you get to pull it out whenever you'd like. It's like Bjergsen Zillion, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um Darkhuth Saints a silly comparison. Only because I I messed up. He's almost as good as Darkhuth at bard um, oh i corrected you don't worry okay yeah. thanks <laughs> there you go um so yeah everyone's gonna go to who he aurelian soul i don't think we need to get like meme with it like that's become a meme at this point because i think that champ is just so far out of what the game is now that it's not possible um but sure i like that idea um do you have a counter i i would like to see us this is going to be this is kind of a weird answer i would like to see us play akali mid again it's been a long time. Have we seen it? I don't think we've seen it this split. I think it's been since last mm. split. Um, so, or some assassin mid. 
I think the assassin mid would be cool because we've seen maybe we did once. I'm trying to remember now. A Zed? You want Abadaga to pull out the Zed? Talon? We getting Aurelia? I'm pretty. Am I no, making I this up? I swear someone banned Talon against Abadaga like earlier this split. <laughs> I swear I saw this. That's amazing. Am I making it up? I'm just thinking of all of my favorite champs now. So this this take has devolved into me just saying the names of the champs <laughs> I like to watch. So Aurelia, um, get me a Fizz, please. You know, hit me with some of that stuff. Okay, bonus bonus answer from Extra Citrus Three in chat who says, "I want to see FBI play Lee Sin." Yeah, there you go. So yes, we'll go with that. <laughs> what was the take <clears throat> from recent week? It was the next time we see this champ played. It would oh be yeah, by FBI. It would play by FBI. What? Who was that? Yeah, someone oh, it was last the Yasuo, week that I think, out. right? Wasn't it Yasuo? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, SX Spectre says, can Hunter T keep, keep up the same skill throughout playoffs? Sorry, what? Say again. Can Hunter T keep up the same skill throughout playoffs? Um, yes. Yeah. I, think so. I mean, we have no reason to doubt that. We have reason to believe that we've seen evidence to suggest it. Um, so I would say until until proven otherwise, which is honestly going to have to be at the end of this playoffs. Spoiler alert. I'm going to say, yeah. We're going to be better, baby. Oh, there it is. Um, let's see. Scotty Kulaga says, it's crazy that we're, quote, not a regular season team, yet we're undefeated in the second round, Robin, and are one game away from first place with two weeks to go in the regular season. I wonder what it feels like to be a regular season team. <laughs> yeah that's a <laughs> that's a good question i just like how he phrased it so i wanted to re- read it out loud uh yeah that's that's a really good question <laughs> we don't need to be thankfully we don't need to be okay uh let's see curly from flight check shout out flight check crew Said if Hunter T played the way they did this weekend against most other teams in the LCS, they would have went 0-2. Uh, possibly, if FlyQuest was one of those teams, they wouldn't have lost. I don't know. <laughs> oh, brother. Um, I'm going to say this. We, we wouldn't have prepared the same for other teams in the LCS. So. Exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like, obviously it wasn't a, it wasn't a squeaky clean week from the boys. So that is what it is. So Curly's point is taken, but if we, look, I don't know, it just seems like there's not like beyond C9 and team liquid when, and team liquid maybe is a question mark still. Mm. It's like, I just, there doesn't seem to be much, you know, below us. Yeah. His take is right. If we played that way against other teams, we would have been punished much more severely. So yeah, that is true. I continue to believe that we we know better. And we've we've demonstrated that we know better and that we'll prepare differently and play better against mm-hmm. stronger competition. Yeah. Um Thiggity Thor asks, 
How much longer will this win streak last? We currently have the longest running one in the LCS, having taken down EG last week. Yeah. Well, we got Golden Guardians and C9 this week. C9? Mm-hmm. Um, it could, it could absolutely beyond end Beyond that, this we, have, we still have FlyQuest, CLG, CLG, and Team Liquid on the schedule. Yeah. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll finish out undefeated. Um, that doesn't make me sad to say. I could see us losing against Cloud Nine. They're looking really good. They're they're. I'm predicting that. Matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's fine. I, you know, I, again, I think, I hope that C9 brings a really good game against us because that will mm-hmm. be great playoff prep. Um, and good timing for us to have a really good game going into those opponents. Yeah. You've got like mid-range opponents with with you know high ceilings at times, mm-hmm. so it's a good time to have have something that beats you up a bit. I think. Yeah, so yeah, I'll I'll say it. Uh, I think it goes through uh, Saturday. It ends Sunday. <laughs> so. But I'll I'll also think it's highly likely we don't lose after that. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. I still think we're we're in a in a better position than c9 like i i still like us over c9 in playoffs but for sure i think um, liquid could be interesting their last game of the split for us by that point we'll be likely settled in the standings um you know like may have secured a buy at that point mm-hmm. so we probably don't honestly pair a ton for that game liquid yeah. will be fighting for something so mm-hmm. they'll be ready to play but yep yep Okay, um, David, I, we didn't check how to say his last name, but David Sajnuk says, under the assumption that Optic returns to the LCS next year, which I, is that rumored? Optic yeah, LCS? I, I've been hearing that. Okay. Uh, which team do you have more of a rivalry with, TSM or Optic? Ooh. Uh, TSM would say that they don't have a rivalry with us. And I, honestly, at this point, they need to get better before we can keep that going. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, optic. I'd say optic. I think the optic thing really didn't survive past the first year. You know what I mean? In like the LCS. we had, I remember the the first time hundred thieves played optic. Yeah. Like since the formation, and it was a huge deal, and it was like really cool centerpiece of the heist mm-hmm. that week. Unbelievable episode. Um, but what's happened since then with optic and us, LCS wise? I don't think. We really care. It's like the, if if no. there is an optic rivalry, it's bleeding in from other. Oh, users. for sure, for sure. And I think it would to a degree, um, for sure. Um, and let's not forget, TSM knocked us out of uh, playoffs that year, mm-hmm. right? We had the finals against TSM that we lost. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I do think you're right, though, that TSM needs to step it up a bit. But I don't think we really have strong rivalry with either one of those teams. I would maybe uh, lean towards TSM when it comes to League of Legends, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Optic used their existing, you know, relationship with 100 Thieves to try to build something. Like, in their, in their, hey, we're back, you know, like, they would probably try to build that game up in the same way that it was built up the first time we played them, my bet. So. An aspirational hyping? Yep. <laughs> well, uh, I guess Optic does have most recently the upper hand against us because they uh, gave us Medios back 
and we all know how that went. So, <laughs> oh boy, the cap there. Oh yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> ah, uh, Tim Seven, who's an ass. Best team with best analytics, yes or no? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Seeing as there, there's no, there's no, uh, nothing to gain by him asking that question. No ulterior motives here. I think we can answer just straight up. Uh, yes. Easy. This is definitely a yes. Yeah. Uh, Cloud9 is tracking CSD for supports. <laughs> and we have the Oracle's Elixir guy. Yeah. Uh, we win. They'll never live that down. We won't let them. <laughs> Nor should they. <laughs> Nor should that's they. Why that's why when you, uh, uh, your partnerships team lets yeah. you down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you edit the content that your uh, partnerships team is taking point on. That works. <laughs> uh let's see and then i think we had one more and i will find it and read it (laughs) yes okay noah p asks and and we've kind of dodged this for a while because this isn't something we normally talk much about but noah p asks what do you think 100t should do with tenacity tenacity and busio personally I feel they are way more than LCS ready and I would hate to lose them to other teams at such a young age, but how could we lose someday and who he and be okay with that? It's tough. And therein lies the conundrum. Um, I, I think it kind of depends on what ends up happening with the split. If we win finals, it's pretty hard to argue <laughs> again, yeah. to, to shake things up when you win LCS finals. You win LCS finals and bomb out of worlds. Maybe there's more room for that conversation. If you don't win LCS finals and you do well at worlds, probably not. So I, th- I think it's very results based, but the problem is I agree that we have two pretty big talents bubbling under. And not only do we have like a good talent in tenacity, but we have also a good talent behind him. So I don't know when the changing of the guard is going to be, but let's not disrespect someday on the pod where we talked about it as someday being <laughs> disrespected. He has been as solid and reliable as you could ever hope someone would be for you. And, uh, I don't see signs of that turning around. So I don't think we make a change there. Tenacity may end up being a casualty of that. Just like too much talent in the position. Uh, so maybe he gets sold off. Busio, maybe. I think there's there's room for a conversation to to move him up into who he's spot. But again, really good postseason performance out of the guys, and it's really really hard to <laughs> make an argument to replace anybody. Yeah. Yep. I think uh, look if you if you make roster changes to a, a team that wins three or two splits in three, two of three splits, then you are not making wise but that that's just you can't do that especially with a gap in between i think it makes it even a harder decision to make changes it's like look even when we didn't win it we came back and won it again so uh why why would you make a change here that's a very good question that i think would not be able to justify so it does i think it is going to come down to how we perform i think it's actually really important how we talk about it too there's it, there's going to be a changing of the guard moment where we say um, the the future is beginning now, right? 
I don't think it's it's fair to expect Busio and Tenacity to be better than Someday and Hoogie on day one, right? Because they're so good still. I mean, just spent a lot of time talking about it. Everybody else is talking about how good we are. They're playing great. Um, but surely the future, you know, like that's the future talent we have. So I just hope that we do a good job of communicating that when we do eventually put them in, assuming we do, um, that people don't, you know, we don't start sitting fourth place in the table, fifth place in the table, and people say, these guys are boneheads, right? Shouldn't have done it. Yeah, Shouldn't have done right. it. Um, because we've seen, actually, I think there's great evidence to support just how good the talent is that comes through our system, like Penvy, like even like contracts. I mean, he has, he has made huge strides from last split to this split alone. Um, and he is a, a less raw talent than these other guys like Luger, like Poom. Um, so it, there's going to come a time where we have to stop selling this talent and start just putting it into our LCS roster. It's going to be a hard point. Um, but I, I, I'm confident we can, we'll, we'll, or at least if we message it right, I'm confident that we can make it work. Yeah, we're we're starting to approach the point where there's going to be a lot of like former hundred thieves players and prospects that are floating around in the league, yeah. being good for a bunch of teams. Yes. And so, yeah. at some point, we're strengthening our competition, I guess. But what else do you do? And we've you done know? a good job of beating those teams up to this point. So I don't think at any point I felt like, oh, that was a mistake. We shouldn't have let him go. Um, like it, it feels like we played it right every time. But right. eventually you get burned by that. What a sick problem to have, by yeah, the way. Exactly. It's like, oh, we have three really good top laners. What do we do? Oh, man. Yeah. All domestic uh, talent. Oh, bummer. A quick shout out, by the way. We don't typically do this on stream, but Atlas uh, came through with a $20 donation. It's a great oh. show. It's always really looking forward to playoffs. Keep it up. Thank you very much, Atlas, for yeah. the generosity. Thanks, man. Uh, that's always appreciated. Never expected. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, uh, let's talk about next week really quick, and then we'll get on out of here. Um, Big moment of we suspense waiting for these predictions. Suspense, yes, yeah, knowing how we already <laughs> kind of talked about this. Game one versus Golden Guardians that are four and nine, tied for seventh place. They lost to both CLG and TSM in the past week, despite uh, acquiring River. So, yeah, what are you thinking there? Didn't work. Their push for playoffs didn't work. We beat. <laughs> another week of practice does not make a difference for you huh nope nope look I'll, I'll remind everyone i'm at the point where until we prove to me that it's not worth picking us i'm picking us in games like this yeah i'm taking us too um i just don't see it happening the river has historically been pretty good against us uh and so has the as we've talked about but as of late, we found ways to control that. So I think uh, against Golden Guardians, we'll be fine. But then game two versus C9 on Sunday, Jordan. Oh they're eight and five. They're tied for third. They beat FlyQuest and Team Liquid. Um, I just get that feeling, you know? I get that feeling. They're the team that frustrates me to no end. Yeah. Yep. And uh, though I will admit, I think something about the role swap for Zven has like dropped him down the most punchable list oh i like wow i just don't feel like he's as punchable anymore. how's fudge doing on that list i don't know fudge is still firmly on that list <laughs> anyway uh they are the kind of team that will pull off these stupid wins all the time yeah. 
Um, and they seem to be finding their form. Plus the thing I always say, it's hard to win for a long time, right? And we've got a streak and, and going into the C9 game is presumably going to be six in a row for us. And if C9 still surging, it could be really, really tough. Berserker looks insane. Yeah. Um, is he being considered an MVP candidate, by the way? I, I know Inspired so. is like the leading candidate. I, I don't it's interesting so. if Berserker is not. Um, I haven't heard that conversation, at least around him. It's, I think it's because they've been shaky for more of this split than other teams have. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I could see him being in that conversation, though. And he looks freakishly good. So we shall see. I mean, we've got we've had actually a high number of fun stomps against C9. In fact, a number of them that I have done VOD squads for. Mm. So maybe we should just go ahead and pencil in a VOD <laughs> squad for C9 and yeah. watch the dev roll in. I, I sure hope that's the case. Um, it does, like I said, it the fact that we didn't perform so well this week, I think actually bodes well um, because we got away with it. Plus, you know, you had your bad performance and that'll kind of like jolt you back into action a bit. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I do think it's going to be one weekend for us. Yep. I could see, uh, watch the top. Line. I could see us playing through someday on this game. <clears throat> that would be sick. That'd be my most desired outcome. I think is to smash fudge. So I think, it could happen. yeah. All right. Uh, anything else before we say goodbye to the, to the kids? I think that's it. I'm glad that this well, weekend was a 2-0, and I'm glad that people aren't freaking out about these games. Yeah. Good job. And we'll be, a, we'll be doing a rec league this Thursday. That will be quite fun. So follow us on Twitter to make sure to keep up to date on that, or hop in our Discord as well, because the announcements will be made there. And we will look forward to playing with you guys on Thursday. Uh, let's keep the energy up for the dubs. We got, it's a huge esports weekend, right? We got LCQ right. for Valorant. Yeah, wow. COD Champs this weekend. And yeah, it's it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch a lot of wins <laughs> happening for us. Can't so, wait. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. Run it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Guys, we love you. We miss you already. Take it. Wow.